there's more time in the day for people to consume audio. Uh, there's more time to consume audio than any other medium. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the episode number eight of the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast where we invite the speakers from different marketing conferences to sum up their speeches in five minutes and then I briefly talk to them. My name is Peter and as always I'll be your host today. Before I tell you who is the guest for this podcast, as always go and rate and subscribe and do all of the things that you do for your podcast. And I'm very glad that I'm joined today via the internet by Rob Walsh. He is the VP of Podcaster Relations at Lipsyn. Hi, Rob. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being here. It's, I'm always surprised how many um, important people are always eager or willing to come to podcasts. It's, uh, it seems it's a nice podcasting community out there. Rob, uh, could you tell us briefly, what do you do at Libsyn? And briefly, of course, what is Libsyn? I'm pretty sure some people know it. It's a podcast hosting site. But yeah, what is it? And what do you do there? So Libsyn is a, as you mentioned, a podcast hosting service. It's where people are able to upload their media files and, and make them available. So if you ever go into Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and you see podcasts, none of them are actually hosted in Apple Podcasts or iTunes or by Apple, you have to host those media files on a third party. And we are that third party where the media files are hosted and your RSS feed, which is a requirement to become a podcaster, that is also hosted and managed on Libsyn. So we make it possible for you to be a podcaster. And we've been around since 2004. We're the oldest of the podcasting hosting companies. Uh, we're the largest. So a lot of the big names in podcasting, if you listen to many podcasts, are hosted with Libsyn. And what I personally do at Libsyn is I get to work with different podcasters that host with us or those that are looking to host with us. So I, I'm kind of an A&R an job in the record industry is kind of equivalent to what I do. Plus, I also do business development. I help do the deals that we've had, like with Spotify and Google Play Music and, and other deals that are, are out there for helping distribute podcasts to a, a wider audience. And you also have a couple of your own podcasts, like the podcast 411, is that right? Yeah, I started podcasting myself in 2004 with my first podcast, which was Podcast 411, where it was like inside the actor's studio, but for podcasting, and I would interview other podcasters. And when I started, there was maybe 100 podcasters out there. Now there's quite a few more than 100. Then a couple of years later, I started my second podcast, which was a more popular one. It's called Today in iOS. And originally, it was called Today in iPhone. And I started that before the iPhone launched because I wanted to buy an iPhone. So I thought it was a good excuse to buy an iPhone if I had a podcast about it. My wife couldn't argue with that logic, <laughs> um, although she did. Uh, and uh, then I do another podcast for Libsyn called The Feed. And that is just a about po uh, podcasting and in general and Libsyn a little bit, but it's more about podcasting in general. So the last one is for sure the one I need to go and subscribe to, to learn great things from you as I already did today. Um, all right. So you were a speaker at the Content Marketing World 2018. That was just happened a couple of, 
not long ago, you had a presentation that was called, if you are not podcasting, you are a fracking moron. And we would like to hear from you why those people that are not podcasting are morons. So here are your five minutes to sum up your presentation. Yeah, the title on that was kind of my, my, I was, I was having fun. Uh, originally, I, two, two years ago for like 2016, I presented the same presentation and I called it, um, if you're blogging, uh, you should be podcasting. And, and then that didn't get accepted. So the next year I went a little bit more drastic. I said, if you're blogging, you need to be podcasting and that didn't get accepted. So I said, okay, I'm just going to go overboard this time and say, if you're, uh, not podcasting, you're a fracking moron, and and it got accepted, and then the title got stuck at that. So it was it was just uh, having a little fun with the title, um, and I guess it proves the point that if you put a, a a bold enough title out there, it will get attention. So we had a good session at Content Marketing World. Uh, I love the folks there. Uh, I've I've been there spoke on panels before. So this is great to have a solo session and the room was full, which was really great. Matter of fact, there were only two sessions at all of content marketing world about audio. And mine was the only one that had podcasting in the title. There were 40 sessions on video. So that shows a quite big disparity between what was there available and, you know, and, and the time in, a, in people's day. And that was what the session was about was saying, look, there's more time in the day for people to consume audio. That was one of the key points of that presentation. Uh, there's more time to consume audio than any other medium. So we went over that, explained why the power of podcasting when people are commuting, walking the dog, working out, grocery shopping, you can be listening to a podcast. I went over some of the key reasons why people don't want to podcast. And number one being they don't like the sound of their voice. I think that's the number one reason I hear from content marketers about why they don't want a podcast like oh i don't like the sound of my voice and and i you know had a funny little slide in there that showed a little teddy bear having its head exploding while it was talking to uh, another person and i said does this happen when you talk to someone and they're like no i'm like well then don't worry you're not your voice is fine so they tried to assuage people's fears let them know that your voice is okay even gilbert godfried has a podcast so don't worry about your voice that's not a good reason not to podcast went over how long a podcast should be broke down the myth there saying, you know, there's some people that say, Oh, it should be 22 minutes. That's the ideal length. And we sort of went over, no, that's, there's no such thing as an ideal length in podcasting. It could be any length. And as a matter of fact, the most popular podcasts tend to be longer. Showed up some stats showing where uh, on our Libsyn system. And again, where the largest podcast host, what we found was 84% of those shows getting a hundred thousand downloads or more were 51 minutes or longer. So don't worry about being long. Uh, it's not going to hurt your audience. Audience will listen for as long as the content is interesting. And, and then we went over some other places about where you submit a podcast to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically a breakdown of the entire podcast ecosystem. So that, you know, in an overview, what I was trying to do was assuage people's fears about getting started explain to them why they should. Another stat I threw out there was some people think, oh, there's no reason to podcast. There's so many podcasts. And, and there's right now there's 550,000 podcasts is the official number from Apple in, in Apple Podcasts. But of that 550,000, I explained less than 200,000 released new content in the last year, less than 120,000 released in the last 90 days new content. So there's not that many when you compare that to the 600 million plus blogs in the world. 
and that the ratio is somewhere in reality, the ratio is about 1200 to one blogs to podcasts. And it's about 4,000 or 5,000 to one female bloggers to female podcasts. So try to show that you can stand out from the crowd by doing an audio podcast. So that really, in a nutshell, it was the session and it answered a bunch of people's questions. And it was a, it was a fun time. And the room was packed and it, it was nice to see that level of interest in podcasting at content marketing world and got quite a bit of feedback after the event from the folks there. Uh, but I think my favorite one was afterwards, uh, people, one person comes up to me and they go, um, I, I really want to start podcasting. Where should I host my podcast? And I went, hmm, maybe I undersold a little bit too much on my company. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what was your, do you remember what it was your reaction when you first heard your own voice on audio? Because when you spoke about that, I remember when I was like probably 14 years old, uh, I had my first sort of summer job on a radio, a local radio. And when my first, uh, when I first heard my uh, voice on the radio, um, I didn't know when it's going to air. So I first didn't really um, recognize myself. And I was, then I was not really satisfied with how it sounded. So do you remember how yours, your first time was? Yeah, well, well, the first time I heard my voice recorded was with a cheap cassette tape recorder and playing it back. And, you know, so it wasn't the most ideal environment to hear your voice back. But I've always known that my recorded voice sounds different when I play it back than what I think it sounds like when I when I speak. And that has a lot to do with um, bone induction. And, and there's a whole technical reasons about why that is. So there's always going to sound different. Uh, matter of fact, if you want to hear your voice sound the closest to your how you think it's going to sound when, when you speak, do a recording and play it back through bone induction headphones. And then you'll hear your voice closer to how it, how it sounds for what you think your voice sounds like. So there's, there's that difference between what you think your voice sounds like and what it actually does sound like. Um, the recording mm -hmm. is closer to what most people think your voice sounds like. Um, you also spoke about where to upload your podcasts. Um, so the new thing, sort of the new thing for a podcast is the native Google Android podcasts app, right? I'm from Slovenia and we don't officially have that yet. So I sort of have to had to uh, try to hack into the system to submit my podcast there. And I'm not really sure how it looks there. Um, how big is it? Do you have any information? Do people use it? Uh, Anything about that? I'm just curious. Yeah, I went over that in the presentation and said, yeah, Google Podcasts, the new Google Podcasts, not to be confused with Google Play Music, because there's Google Podcasts mm. and there's Google Play Music, and they are two different things. And I explained that in a little bit in the presentation. But Google Podcasts, which is the new one, which is, it's kind of native, not 100% native. It's kind of strange what Google did. Um, they went and they added the code into Android but they didn't actually put the icon into Android. So if you actually want to get the icon so that you can open up Google Podcasts, you actually have to go as the end user and download the icon from the Google Play Store. So it's not, in my mind, truly native yet. The, the, the code is, but the app isn't. And, and I think once Google really does make it native where you buy a brand new Android phone and you open it up and take it out of the package and you, you have your shiny new Android device and you look on the home screens and you see this little icon that says podcasts, that 
that's going to be the aha moment for a lot of Android users. But that said, mm. what we saw right now is about 1.3% of downloads uh, in the month, I think it was August, uh, were via Google Podcasts. Now, that 1.3 might not sound like a lot, but that puts it in the top eight of places where people consume podcasts. I went over numbers breaking down the ecosystem, Apple Podcasts and, and iTunes combined for about 64%. Spotify second at about 7%. Overcast is third around 3% and CastBox about 2.5%. Uh, the Shifty Jelly Pocket Cast is around 1.5 and uh, see Stitcher and Podcast Addict were both at 2%. And then Google Podcast came in there at 1.3. So that's that's your top eight in the podcast consumption world. There's not a lot of places where people really consume podcasts a lot. I mean, there's a lot of places to, that podcasts are consumed, but most of those other places, it's a very, very tiny percentage. Okay, so then we'll hope. We are, um, we, uh, people in Slovenia and probably other countries where we have uh, extremely a lot of uh, Android phones, we are putting a lot of effort, a, a lot of hope into the Google's podcast when it will be by default on the uh, on the Android phone to hope to get more people to listen to podcasts because, of course, it's not as popular in other countries as it is in the U.S., not yet. Um, let's, let's, another let's question. Say not yet. Let's just, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, that's that's right. what we're it's waiting growing. for. And, right? and, and Google will hopefully eventually, from what we understand, will eventually make it truly native. And when it is native, that really will help the growth. And at the end of the day, I've just today heard that the reach for the biggest Slovenian um, in Slovenian podcast for the whole network that has something around six to seven net six to seven podcasts is one hundred thousand uniques, I think. And with a country of two million, that sounds pretty much a, a lot. lot. Yeah, it's a good so, percentage of the population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said very interesting numbers. Uh, I've wrote them down. 550,000 people, uh, podcasts out there, but only 120,000 were updated in the last months or something like that. Last 90 days, correct. Yeah, not, last 90 days. Is the lesson here just stick to it? Is this something similar as with the blogs where people just you know write four or five blog posts and then um, forget about it? Is, this, is it the same in podcasting? Yeah, we could. We we call it pod fading, yeah. And you need to stick with it. Podcasting is a long form content with a long play. It's not something you do a couple of and go away and expect to grow an audience. You have to release content on a regular basis to really grow an audience, and you have to stick with it long term. It's it's something that takes a while to grow an audience. Um, there's no silver bullet in marketing. There's there's nothing you can really do to, to hyperinflate the growth of the podcast other than create great content mm -hmm. and do that on a regular basis. And then your friends, the listeners will tell their friends about your show. And, and that's really how podcasting grows. So it takes time, takes effort, uh, it takes fortitude. So this was the time and the effort that I've myself put into my podcast, hoping it uh, get uh, very very popular thank you rob when can where can people uh, see you next do you have any other conferences planned um actually yeah i'll be the next week i'm recording uh the 17th and 18th of october i will be in new york city at nabnyc so i will be at that event uh, so that is the next event and then next year there's quite a few events but if they want to uh 
find me uh, on a a regular basis via the internet, um, you can check out the podcast I I co-host with Elsie Escobar called The Feed and go to thefeed.libsyn.com. You can also find me at, at, uh, for my main podcast right now, Today in iOS. You can go to todayinios.com to find me for that podcast, which I release kind of, sort of, weekly or every other week um, basis. And if you have any questions about podcasting, you can always email me, R-O-B, as in Robert, R-O-B, at Libsyn.com. All right. Excellent. Uh, Rob, thank you very much. Uh, Have a great day. It's only the beginning of the day for you, and it's sort of ending for me. Yeah, thank you, and you should probably say goodbye. Peter, have a great day, and thank you again for having me on the show. Bye. Bye.